Hello and welcome to another edition of the End Zone Podcast. My name is Eric Jensen and I am joined today by good friend of a program. You usually hear him on our basketball show, The Casual and the Diehards, which is about, I would argue, six weeks away from coming back. And it is, uh, it is as always, my good friend Ethan Pierce. Ethan, how you doing, man? Doing good, doing good. Uh, it's it's a good day to bring me on to talk about the Niners because we've got some some stuff going down in San Francisco with the quarterback stuff. So, yeah, definitely. You know, that's been it's been crazy with all that stuff going down. I wanted to check in with you though. It's been kind of an eventful summer, huh? Yeah, man. Um, it's it's been crazy. I've got lots of stuff going on. Still trying to find a job post graduation. So living my life <laughs> yeah i feel you there brother me too yep. but it it uh very congratulations on the engagement very Thanks, cool yeah. very Appreciate very that. very cool uh i don't i don't know if i'd really be ready to do that at, at this point <laughs> in my life i feel like that yeah. would kind of scare the shit out of me but um yeah man i'm glad that happened that's awesome it seems like everything's going good in your world. So, yeah, I'm happy to have you on to talk a little bit of Niners and uh, the, uh, the NFC West. So, yes, sir. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you, um, we'll get into the Niners here first. You know, obviously the quarterback stuff today, uh, that, that Darnold's going to be the number two. To me, always made sense. Uh, Darnold, over the past two years has really improved as an NFL passer. I thought what he showed in Carolina last year when he got chances was very promising. He had a really good month stretch, I thought, and then closed the year on a really bad game. Uh, I think part of me was a little disappointed. There wasn't a real competition between him and Brock Purdy. I am... um, I have always kind of been a Brock Purdy doubter. I'm not going to lie, but I did come around kind of last year in the wild card game. He, he did prove me wrong a little bit, but I would have liked to see Shanahan make that a little bit more of an open competition, but I feel like the Niners are cursed at quarterback in that they have not had a yeah. guy that stays healthy Yeah, for like... I mean, it started with Alex Smith, honestly. Like, yeah, it's been, I mean, like, it's really been like since like, Steve Young that they haven't had a quarterback like my entire lifetime. It was like a couple years of Kaepernick and that's about it, you know? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like they tough. get these guys who are like exceptionally good and they just get hurt uh, yep. over and over and over again. And like, yeah, even Ka- even Kaepernick, like, you know, Kaepernick was so good for those years. Like yep. people kind of forget, like obviously the off the field stuff was a big reason why Colin Kaepernick kind of got blackballed from the league, but he did really pick up a lot of injuries the last few years of his career in yeah, the NFL. He and he just wasn't really available that often. So yeah, there, there, it's been a long time since there's been a season where the 49ers have had the same quarterback from start to finish, even in the Jimmy G area, you know, he is notoriously gets hurt almost every year for some portion of the season. So yeah, it's, it'll be, at least you feel, you know, pretty solid in your backup, right? I mean, yes. Um, 
you know, you're happy to have Sam Darnold as the backup, of course. Uh, the thing that's curious to me is, as you mentioned, they do get hurt every year. And we saw it to the extreme uh, in the NFC title game versus the Eagles, where they were down to like their fourth and fifth string quarterbacks and just everybody dropping like flies. And so I figured that the plan would be heading into this season. You know, they're, they're, they were always going to roll with Purdy as the starter, um, given what he did for them last season, going on that big win streak to close the year. Um, the fact that they lost was obviously not his fault. He, he tore his UCL in the playoffs. So, you know, you're always going to r- run it back with Purdy heading into the following season based on what he did for you. But uh, I, I thought that they were just going to keep Darnold and Trey Lance together and, and have a really good number two and a good number three because they do get hurt every season. They had injuries last year. I like Brock Purdy, but, you know, he's kind of undersized and he's coming off arm surgery. So the, the chance of him getting hurt is always going to be there. Sam Darnold has had some injuries in his career as well. Trey Lance has too. So um, it, it's kind of mind boggling to me that they're going to head into the season with really only two semi-competent quarterbacks um, presuming that Trey Lance does get traded at some point pretty soon. Yeah. I wonder if Trey Lance gets another shot at this, this year. I do, I do kind of wonder like at some point if the NFL just kind of gives up on him though, because I think if I, if I were an NFL GM right now, I'd be thinking, okay, this guy just spent time in who is arguably considered the best quarterback coach's scheme for three years, was drafted into it, saw practice reps, had one serious injury, but other than that, played, was available and practiced with the team, and he couldn't even beat out Sam Darnold for second-team snaps in his third year in the league, like – I just don't know if there's much of a market for that, to be honest. Yeah, with you. I mean, I, I think the Niners are realizing that, too. I mean, we're hearing reports today now that they were maybe shopping him like back at the draft. And for most of the offseason, they've kind of had him out on the trade block and they're just not getting any offers they really liked, which I think makes a lot of sense, um, given that, you know, he just hasn't really been able to play. He hasn't been able to show anything. I just think the 49ers badly mismanaged the whole situation from the jump, you know, drafted a project quarterback and then they weren't ready for what that entailed. Uh, Started Jimmy Garoppolo over him for his first season. He got into two games when Jimmy G was hurt, Um, showed a couple of flashes, but was otherwise pretty average in both of those starts goes into his second season, gets a monsoon game in Chicago and gets hurt in the first quarter of game two against Seattle. So, we haven't really seen any of Trey Lance. They they weren't going to let him develop his rookie season, an unfortunate injury in his second year. Um, the dude just hasn't played, and the 49ers are clearly out of patience. Uh, they don't want to wait any longer to you know, see what he can do. Personally, I'm still intrigued by the possibility of Trey Lance. I think he showed some flashes in the two preseason games that he's played, but uh, it's clear that they are out of patience with him. And like you said, you know, the fact that he wasn't able to beat out Sam Darnold or Brock Purdy on the depth chart, uh, it's certainly not a good look, but also I think you could maybe chalk that up to the fact that I think Kyle Shanahan had maybe already decided that he wasn't going to be the guy. Um, I think the team might have just been out on him, you know, prior to even going to camp and, and his performance in camp wasn't going to make a difference. Um, so, you know, who knows how good the kid actually is. He he has barely played football, um, was, you know, had the COVID year in college. Like I said, injuries in the NFL. Um, it's just deja vu all over again. Uh, you get me talking about this. It makes me think about James Wiseman with the Warriors, and it really is eerily similar to that situation, which is funny. 
yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how, how that one all plays out. Other than that, I mean, the talent offensively is, you know, still there for the for 49ers. Oh, yeah. You know, still, still very good at wide receiver. The depth, uh, a little shaky after you get past the first guys. But, you know, Juwan Jennings is your slot receiver. I mean, that's uh, the... That's a little bit concerning, but, you know, still really good offense, deep at running back. It's going to be a Shanahan system. They're going to be successful. But one place I'm a little bit worried is what if Trent Williams gets hurt? Like, yeah. I don't I don't think this is a very good offensive line. That's just me. No, it's it's a lot of, you know, younger guys and, and fringe roster guys. You're right. Uh, the, the depth behind Trent Williams is not really there. Um, and you know, he's getting older. He had uh, a couple of injuries last year that caused him to miss a few games. I think he had like a high ankle sprain, uh, later down in the stretch of the season. So, um, it's definitely concerning. I, I wouldn't be happy to see him go down. He's in all pro, you know, one of the 10 best players in the NFL. So, um, they're going to need him for sure. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I just worry about the depth there. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they play, you know, losing Mike McGlinchey. It's it's kind of a a big loss. He was a right tackle for a a ton of years. And, uh, you know, it's it's just going to be a new look, I guess. How do you feel about Purdy going into this year? Like, what, like, what, like, what's, what's the expectation level for you? I mean, he is such a unique story. You know, Mr. Irrelevant gets drafted in the seventh round. Obviously, you could point it like Tom Brady, I guess. But uh, other than that, there's not really ever been a story quite like this in the NFL. And I'm I'm just curious as 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 a 49ers fan, like what are your personal like expectations for him this year? Like what what are you expecting out of Brock Purdy? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I think if, you know, in a perfect world, he's just as good as he was last season and it it wasn't lightning in a bottle and he can replicate those performances, maybe even take a step up. Um, It's really going to be interesting to see. I think the start of the season, like the first half of the NFL season is a little bit different than the second half. Um, That's kind of true in any league. You know, once you kind of get settled in, you go against some crappy teams later down the stretch of the season that are just kind of playing out their contract at that point. So, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see Purdy kind of in the first half of the year when everybody's there, everybody's healthy. Um, you're you're going against these teams that are complete. Uh, so we're going to have to kind of see how he does um, with a fully healthy 49er squad as well. He's got a ton of weapons on the offense. Um, you know, Kyle Shanahan's offense is a security blanket for a lot of quarterbacks. He elevated Jimmy G for many years, um, you know, made him look better than he actually was. So I think it's just hard to tell with, with Brock, right? This could be smoke and mirrors or he could be the real deal. Um, we're just going to have to see him play it out. Of course, I'm a fan of Brock. I hope he plays well. I want him to be a star quarterback, but um, like you said, it's very unique situation. It's not often that you see guys drafted that late that end up uh, blossoming into true stars. Um, could Brock be that guy? Absolutely. Or or maybe he's just, you know, a league average quarterback or, or maybe, you know, he all of that was just kind of fake last year and they end up turning to Sam Darnold in like week four uh, if things don't go well. I, I think all of those range of outcomes are on the table. Like I said, of course, I'm rooting for Brock, um, but we're just going to have to see. I, I'm treating it with a, a healthy dose of skepticism because you just really have no idea how this is going to play out. 
I think my expectations for Brock Purdy are be a league average quarterback, maybe slightly above, and keep the 49ers in games. Because I, I think they do just have a really talented roster around him. And I think if he can be league average and avoid turning the ball over, that success will come for him in this offense. He may not put up crazy numbers like Jalen Hurts or other top-end quarterbacks in the NFC, but he, he is definitely capable of keeping the 49ers in high-scoring football games if he just plays smart and follows the game plan because I, I do think he he's got he's developed it as a passer. Like I yeah, I watched some Brock Purdy at Iowa State and like what he was there, he is he has not been in the NFL. He is a completely different player and he is making some progression. So I, I, I'm interested to see what it looks like in year two. Yeah. I mean uh... If he can be slightly above league average, I'd be thrilled with that. Honestly, I'd be super happy if he can produce at, you know, like top 15, borderline top 12 quarterback level. I think that this team could, you know, they could win the Super Bowl with that level of production because they have so much depth everywhere else. They've never needed their quarterback to be awesome. It would be great if they had a star quarterback. They probably would have won a couple of titles if they did. Uh, But we're just going to have to see what Brock looks like. If he can take that next step, they're going to be really, really hard to beat. Defense, a little thinner than usual, but, I mean, hard to argue against Nick Bosa, who I think they'll get that contract thing figured yeah. out here pretty quick in the next few few days. I wouldn't be shocked if it happens tomorrow, honestly. Yeah. Um, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, and now you, I mean, you got to add him to the list. I'd say he was the all pro at safety last year, Talano Hufanga. Mm-hmm. I mean, right there, you have three all pros, and at every level of the defense, and that Javon just covers, Hargrave, uh, and that, signing. yeah, Javon Hargrave, what they gave a lot of money to him. I mean. You hope the depth steps up. You hope Javon Kinlaw can kind of like <laughs> do something. I, I don't like, I think he's, yeah. he's good, but I don't know how good. And, you know, I, a little concern, a little concerning at cornerback, but you know, yeah, we kind of say that every year about the 49ers right. and they're always good, but you know, it's a new coordinator, but yeah, you just got to trust the Shanahan eye for evaluating talent in the coaching pool, and he's done a pretty good job thus far. So uh, I'm just going to trust that the defense stays at a competitive level. Yep. The Seattle Seahawks, interesting team. Really interested to see – Obviously, the big thing is what does Gino look like in year two? Um, very good last year. At points, a top five quarterback towards the end of the year fell off a little bit, was more in that 10 to 15 range, but still pretty good. I mean, they, 
they add Jackson Smith and Jigba, who now is dealing with a wrist injury, and they don't know if he's ready for week one. So that's a, kind of a big loss because they sneaky don't have a great wide receiving core outside of DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Uh, the running back room appears to be healthy now. The reports out of camp have been good on that. The offensive line improved next year, uh, last year, uh, and you know they made some good draft picks. I'm just going to throw out an overall take on this roster, though, um, Ethan. I, I looked at this roster. I think you could prettily easily make a case, but it's like the second to fourth best roster in the NFC. I think they are a very, very good roster. They've got some depth on defense up front. They've got a very talented young secondary that you're hoping with the added bonus of having Jamal Adams, who you would hope now with some young help around him can kind of regain some of that juge from his younger career. You they you bring back Bobby Wagner, like they kind of got the band back together. I like the defense. The offense is solid, got a good running game, got weapons. It all, it all really does come down to Gino because I, I, I do yeah. think that if if we're sitting here at the end of the year and this is a tight division race and the, we're sitting here in December and both the Seahawks and the Niners have between nine and ten wins going into that final stretch, I would not be shocked at all. That's I mean, that's the thing with Seattle, man. They always outperform most every season and that comes down to coaching and it comes down to leadership. You know, Pete Carroll – has been one of the best coaches in the NFL for a very long time. Um, there was, there's been many times where I've hated Seattle, uh, you know, back in the day when that rivalry was really cooking, like 2014, 15, even back to like 2012. Um, those, those were some like, I mean, I I've hated Seattle for a long time and, and Pete Carroll, man, you just have to kind of respect them um, with the way that they, you know, just put teams together and, and they always become greater than the sum of their parts. And so, you know, you're saying, look at this roster, just on paper, it looks amazing. They're probably going to outperform that. Um, it just kind of, I think you're right. It, it is going to kind of come down to Geno Smith and how much juice he's able to give because it was a great season for him last year. I view him almost a very similar way to where I view Brock Purdy. It's like, okay, you did it. You know, that was kind of a a great unexpectedly great season. Um, can he do it again? And and if he can do it again in year two, then, you know, you're looking at a potential franchise level quarterback, right? Geno Smith, they, they gave him some money to, to stick around and play. And if he can, you know, produce at the same level that he did last season, um, they're absolutely going to be in the, the, the division race. Uh, the NFC is honestly pretty weak outside of the top couple of teams. They probably make it into the wild card um, without too much trouble. So um, yeah, Seattle's going to be tough and they are the competition in this division um, because the other two teams have some big question marks. So uh, it's going to be Seattle and the Niners. And, and I don't think anybody's going to be shocked about that. It is really bad in this division. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to keep this this one kind of shorter, to be honest with you, because I, I think I've got my takes off here. And I, briefly on, on the Rams, I'm interested to see what they are, because the defense is a bunch of random dudes in Aaron Donald. 
So that's that's going to be kind of interesting to see how that plays out. The offense, people keep saying like, oh, it's Sean McVay, like it'll be competitive. I don't know. We haven't, Matthew Stafford now has real yeah. injury concerns. Like he is an injury prone quarterback. He has been for his entire career and now he's getting older and he picks up those bumps and bruises more easily. Also, they didn't do anything to change their offensive line. They just let it get healthy. And even when it was healthy last year, it was bad. I mean, I know, you know, we both love him being Utah people, but like their third receiver is who? Like Puka Nakua? Like what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like things could get kind of, kind of dicey. I don't know. I know they keep saying like, oh, it's not a rebuild, but I, I do think there's a chance that like they get to the trade deadline and they only have like two or three wins and they're like, okay, I guess we can kind of start shopping some of these pieces around because I I don't know. It doesn't, yeah. their, their timeline doesn't make a lot of sense to me right now. I mean, it, it's the Rams. Like, they went all in for that Super Bowl, and they got it. So you can't be mad about the state that the roster is in right now. I know some people are, like, sneaky optimistic about some of the, like, smaller pieces that they have. But I honestly wouldn't be shocked, like you said. Like, if they get closer to the deadline, I think we could see an Aaron Donald trade request. Like, I wouldn't be, like, completely floored by that. And, and they could get a lot of stuff out of him. You know, even as he's getting older, still one of the best players in the NFL. Um, I think it also comes down to just how much juice juice Matthew Stafford has left. Um, He's 35 now, getting up there, you know, injury history. Um, Even if he's healthy, I just don't know how good he is anymore, especially now that the weapons around him have kind of fallen off a little bit. Um, So we're just going to have to see with this roster. But uh, the Rams could always surprise you. You know, they're well coached, obviously. Uh, they do have a couple of intriguing younger guys, but I, I don't know. I mean, they're the Rams. They, they, it, I don't think they're going to blow anybody away this season. Yeah. I mean, I'm just interested to see how that one plays out. And then the Cardinals don't even really bear mention, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, no, like, they don't. Let's just be honest here. And 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 here's just an honest question for you as, as someone within the division. What are the chances we get to December 10th and the Cardinals have two wins max and Kyler Murray's ready to come back? Like they're they're just gonna sit him, right? And and just say, all right, we'll we'll take We'll take Caleb Williams and like, yeah, we'll deal you for about two more first round picks and just restart this whole thing over with our two top five picks. Like, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's a crazy thing to. No, I don't think it's crazy thing to say. I, I think that that could be really the path we're heading on. Yeah, this team is not good. Uh, <laughs> It's kind of sad, honestly. I've always had a little bit of a soft spot for the Cardinals, you know, despite them being a division rival. But, you know, they've they've had some fun teams in the past. But, I mean, you're right. Like, the, if they get to late in the season and Kyler's going to come back, but they're terrible, I mean, what are the odds that we've seen Kyler Murray take his last snap in a Cardinals uniform? It, it's not zero, <laughs> you know? I, I I really think that could happen. You might be right. Absolutely. 
Well, I know to our listeners, I know this one's been shorter, but they can't all be bangers. I, I hmm. you know, I, I just can't can't emphasize that enough. Sometimes you're just in the middle of August. You're in preseason week three. There's not that much to talk about, and you got to get the last divisional preview out of the way. And sometimes you just got to get the last divisional preview out of the way. And I feel like we did spend a fair amount of time talking about the San Francisco 49ers uh, and the Seattle Seahawks, who I think are the two clear playoff teams out of this division. And I think we're just going to leave it at that, Ethan. I don't think for the past month I have had a podcast that has gone under 45 minutes. I think this one might be there. And I'm not saying that as a bad thing in any way, shape, or form. People like short podcasts. Exactly. And yeah, just a little, I, you know, nice for your commute, 20 minutes in and out adventure. It's good. And <laughs> I think you can still learn some stuff about the NFL from this one. So with that, I'm just going to let us go tonight. Thanks again so much for joining me, man. Sweet. Appreciate it, Eric. All right. We will be back. Uh, I'm trying to line up something with the rest of the typical crew. We have... Now, until the end of the season, uh, until the start of the season, I should say, two weeks. So two weeks time to get in two episodes, one on quarterbacks and one talking about playoff teams. We will be diving into those over the next two weeks. Keep an eye out for those. No schedule on that quite yet. Until then, we will be back. We will do a Pioneer Pigskin on Saturday, talk Utah State with Ajay Salvinson. And then football season will be here. College football back. It's a good time of year. With that, we will see you all next time. Thank you so much for listening. Follow us on Twitter at EndzonePod.